with your glass. Yeah, that's Jeez. a bit better. <laughs> Welcome to Diplomacy Games. I'm Kana. And I'm Ambi. And... Episode 29. Episode 29. Yeah. There we go. Who would have we'd have been around this long? One more episode and we'll be in kind of 30. That's kind of getting old. You need to be responsible. And we've got a couple of ideas as to how to um, celebrate mm-hmm. that yep. for the 3-0. Uh, we'll bring that up a bit later on in the uh, in the episode. Yes. Um, and we've got a whole heap of stuff here to talk about, actually. We Probably enough got... for two pubs. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a bad idea. We actually kind of planned to go to two places, but we're not in the, the original place. The um, last episode, because it was had a bit of a, a shit cake theme, <laughs> I found a, a joint which is called, literally, Cakes and Shit. In Fortitude Valley. In, in Brisbane. And, um, yeah, it's kind of bit boring it's like it's meant to be a cake shop and bar but it's more a cake shop it's more a cake shop so we found a, a joint just next to it called the APO the APO yep um, and we're on the balcony overlooking cakes and shit yeah so it's close enough yep what are you drinking Amby oh this is the house Shiraz the APO Shiraz so I don't hold high hopes for it it's kind of like you know House when I start one. playing no no <laughs> it's like when I start playing a World War 4 Sea Lanes game I don't hold high hopes for how it's going to go <laughs> and I'm what drinking you? a Peroni Peroni yes a bit of Italiano yep I was going for a mountain goat but the um, the tap wasn't working oh. so I ended up it took me a while to get mine too I said oh we haven't the shipment hasn't come out fuck this <laughs> anyway I mean but this particular location we're at we're here on a Wednesday afternoon bit it's overcast bit, bit overcast a bit quiet in the courtyard but you were saying when you came in it was pumping on a Friday night yeah I was last I was last in this area on Friday night on uh, it's probably about six months ago and my god it was just going off because the Fortitude Valley is um, I suppose one of the what's the main party, party location yeah. in Brisbane, isn't it? Yeah. So, I haven't actually had any of mine yet. How's your how's your Peroni? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a Peroni. Yeah. I think it's an Italian beer. How's your wine? It's not bad. It's a little bit better than I expected. So 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 for eight bucks, I think it's pretty good value. A good opening in Sea Lanes. Yeah, it's a, a good opening. It's kind of like almost like I, you know, managed to actually get my shit together and work out how to actually get <laughs> the sea lanes rather than, than otherwise. Um, right. Mrs. Amby's texting me, asking if I'm with you or if I'm free. Uh, sorry. Um, well, just to uh, sort of start this this one off a bit. Um, oh yes, we have. Some great news, actually, in regards to mm. um, the podcast. It's, um... Yeah. So, um, as we speak, probably only about two, three days ago, um, the latest edition of the Diplomacy World magazine came out, which is an online magazine. Been around since the seventies or something like that. It's been around a long time. Yeah, I mean, I always read it every quarter when it comes out. Yeah, I'm subscribed to it via the sunset of. That's the eternal sunset of a diplomatic mind, or something like this. There's an old, I, I older love, version. Of, uh, I love, I love the website. It's kind of like taking a step back to the 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and like you know the variant bank, <laughs> you yeah. can kind of see that you know obviously diplomacy players are not you know web developers. 
because they're, it's a bit there's, there's no there's no kind of you know flashing animated gifs and under construction signs but it's functional it's and functional it and yep. it does what you need it to do it gives you good intel every quarter around diplomacy yep. and we got a write up we got a write up which is fantastic um, I'm going to pronounce the name wrong um, well it's Jason 4747 yes but yeah. like the, uh, the surname right? I'm not going to be able to Ryan Necker Ryan Car. We went through this the other day. Yeah, uh, yeah, of, yeah. So Jason forty-seven forty-seven was written up as uh, a fine article Very covering um, us. But it's it's more it's it's more broadly around the whole digital space within diplomacy because the one thing about the magazine uh, Diplomacy World is it tends to be very, very focused around face-to-face and the board and everything like that. Played by email. Played yep. by email. It doesn't really touch too often on the, um, the online game. So Jason's um, uh, article not only talked a little bit about the podcast but also talked about and gave a bit of a, a good, good solid you know, hat tip to um, you know, play dip, web dip and v dip. Yes. And um, kind of gave a bit of an overview about all those different communities and what they're good for. So depending on what your interests are, where you want to should hang out. Yeah, and you know, if you if you're ever thinking about you know sticking your foot into the the dark pool of online diplomacy, then you know, giving one of these sites a shot might be a probably a good place to start. I think so. I mean, I can understand maybe back in the '90s where you maybe haven't decided to make that big grand leap into playing diplomacy online and you're very much a face-to-face purist but I would have thought nowadays in 2018 most face-to-face players would have to maintain some type of online activities wouldn't they? Oh, you'd, you'd, you'd assume so. I mean, even face-to-face it's got to be email communication going on Yeah, to some extent. I'm just very surprised if they don't play some sort of email play by email games yeah yeah for sure they do for sure I mean obviously your, your gameplay and what you do is a little bit different because presumably in a face to face thing you've you've got the I know first, first off for face to face you're yep. all in the same room or, yes. what, or location so yep. you can it's very hard to NMR um, well I suppose you could theoretically if you haven't put in your orders correctly you fucked it up but like within the online environment because it's global in nature you know, all too often, you know, you might be waiting to hear back from a player and it's like you sent them a message eight hours ago and it's almost the end of the turn and they haven't responded to you and... You, yeah, well, what do I do? Do I act on what I sent or yeah. the person read it or, yeah, there's all these sort of questions. And then you've got that question and, you know, the whole um, body language element and reading people, I guess, is a little bit easier, maybe within a face-to-face environment or maybe not. Now, I've played it face-to-face. I've played it by email. I've played it by I've never played it by paper mail though, and I think that would be paper mail. Yeah, yeah, by letter. It costs a fortune nowadays. Ah. Well, you'd, you'd write a whole heap of stuff in one letter at a time. You wouldn't sort of say, "How are you? Do you fancy a Galicia opening at the end?" And send that as an email. Or, no, no way would you do that. Because <laughs> you're you'd, a... actually, you'd sit down and write like a decent letter to to someone about outlining where you'd prefer the strategy to go. And, at best, maybe two letters a season. Well, it'll take you, like, years to play a game. I think they do, yeah. I mean, I can understand, for example, if you had a, um, uh, maybe a play-by-mail game where it's like, okay, it's, it's all based in North America. We're all based in Europe. 
where it's only going to take two, three days for the letter to get from the pigeon from one location to another. Yes. But when you've got, you know, idiots like us on the far side of the world... <laughs> it would be out of the loop straight away. Unless we were to find some Australian players to play. There's not many of us. There's a few over at WebDip, there's a few at BladeDip, there's a few at VDip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm, the, I'm hoping you're not suggesting that you're going to start organising this because <laughs> count me out. Yeah. That's me. Sorry, the one thing I've got to say is, and I haven't worked out what the title for this episode's going to be, but I reckon it's going to be something like Too Many Games. Yeah, well, speaking of Too Many Games, I've made a decision not to play any more games with 24 hours or less. Yeah. Just no way. I, I just saw have... you, you were thinking about raising that. What was that yeah. all about? Oh, look, I, it was in the known world, Western known world game. And yeah. When that came out, I was really, really excited about, oh, this is a great, very, I really want to try it, I really want to give it a go. And I joined up, not as a gunboat, and not thinking, um, not looking at the time of it. Yeah. And it turns out it was a 24 hour phase. So, okay, all right, I'll be able to manage that. And then. Oh, towards say two thirds of the way through the game, just the time, the timing of it fell, fell into a really bad time for me. Mm. But really, obviously, quite well for the rest of being online for the rest so of the like players. Eight o'clock, it. nine o'clock at night in yeah, you know in America, and it's like I don't know some yeah some crazy time in the morning for like us. You're too busy and, working yeah. or you're. One you know, thing or another, and I was just not able to <laughs> sleep or on the crapper yeah, or something. Yeah, and I just had had a had a really bad string of um, NMRs in that game. And it was, it was a, I really wanted to make moves, and I was doing okay yeah. in it. Um, and I just sort of shot myself in the foot because I, you know, there's a couple of really important seasons where I didn't enter orders. And ended up getting um, conquered in the end, but. Um, Yes. Poor Kana, but fucked again. <laughs> yeah, destroyed. Uh, but the variant itself is pretty cool. Um, I'd, I'd actually tell you, you've only got yourself to blame, but um, <laughs> I do as, as, as I will touch on later, I've suffered exactly the same issue. Uh, so, um, so you found this particular game. What was it again? Was it a World War... So it was Western World, wasn't Western it? Western Known World. World. Yeah. Um, have we talked about this one before? I think we have. Um I don't think we did in any it, real it, great it's, extent. It's an offshoot of um, the Known World 901 variant. Um, yeah. And it just takes it takes place in the in the West. Um, it's the exact same powers, except there's a new one sort of thrown in. Um, uh, well, not really a new one, but it's just it's a bit of rearrangement around the bottom right-hand corner of the map uh, to fit in. Uh, the fact that there's no further countries to the east yes. of, of, the, of Egypt. And, so um, who did you draw on that one? I drew Denmark. Yeah, okay. Um, which That's not I, bad. That's a corner power. It's a corner power, but I found it really difficult in several aspects. One, there's no transform option. Oh, I'm really? So, I'm so used to playing this oh, map with a transform the ability to transform your army to a fleet or fleet to an army that it came as a bit of a shock when I started moving my pieces and went oh hang on I can't change my pieces further down I've, the I've line. Actually got to, I'm going to say something here and that's I reckon even if you didn't fuck up at the 24 hour thing 
you were you were that is like destined for death. Difficult, yeah. Because look, normally in a normal known world 901 game, um, yes, you're in a corner position as Denmark, but it's pretty bloody hard at the best of times. I always see so many times Denmark just gets smashed. I think it's one of the more disadvantaged countries. And then you combine the fact that geographically it's based around obviously the British Isles, Scandinavia, and obviously Den sorry Denmark itself. Yep. And that's going to make it really hard when you can't transform to actually coordinate your units effectively. Or alternatively, they're you know fleets obviously coming out of Britain, and then you can't do much with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I struggled to get Wessex. I never ended up taking out um, Dublin. In the end, you couldn't. I couldn't. I just couldn't get units oh, wow. there because of the um, the German and the Russian. What about the Spaniard or the French? Oh, the, the froggy. The Spaniard wasn't a problem until I tried to attack the Spaniard, and then he just. <laughs> and then you wondered why he wasn't being helpful. <laughs> and then he turned around and you know just wiped the board of my presence. Um, so it was a pretty unwell thought out. Um, Is it um, built anywhere, or can you, or you have to only build in home centres in in Western known world? Because normal 901 you can build anywhere, can't you? Yeah, I didn't get that far. <laughs> you didn't get a chance to build. Uh, no, it's just I didn't. Uh, I managed to take supply centres, um, but then I was sort of stuck in those supply centres, and I couldn't see if I could build elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. I think it is built anywhere. I'd have to check. That's all right. So I mean, I've never actually played Western Known World, so. Um, and that kind of comes on to the, the, the too many games theme at the moment because I've got... There's actually a lot of games I want to play. There's like so many new variants that have just hit VDIP in the last month or so. Yeah, and mostly thanks to Enriador. Yeah. Oh, what to do? man's a machine. <laughs> Smashing them out. So the most recent one that he's brought out is Canton, which is uh, it's like a... I don't know, it's a, it's a redo of the um, It's kind of like colonial... Does it, it doesn't does, does it have Western... Actually, I can bring it up here. I'm trying to remember if it has the uh, Trans-Siberian Railway or not. I don't think uh, it does. No, it doesn't, no. And um, likewise, it's probably got different rules around... Uh, well, it definitely has different rules around how Hong Kong works because in um, the normal colonial game, Hong Kong starts as a British territory uh, and it starts as a neutral within this uh, Canton diplomacy that he's popped out. Um, but apart from that, yeah, there's definitely there's no Trans-Siberian Railway. But um, it's a and one thing actually I like about in um, in Redditor's work, it's always very neat but very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I haven't tried uh, Canton yet. Um, I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, it looks well balanced. Um, but that's not the only one he's brought over. He's brought over 1913, as well as Renaissance 14. Did he do, he did 1913 or not? He did, he, he coded He did 1913 as well. Um, 1913 is like a classic map, but with some very small variations. Like there's a, a um, Switzerland as an example, I think is a... Um, passable. A, a, a passable and yeah. a supply centre. Um, there were other things as well, I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head. I'm just quickly bringing it up. But, um, oh yeah, you, you start off with um, Britain has a, a fleet in Egypt. How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> and um, you've got other variations as well. So uh, France starts off with a, an army in Algeria, and uh, there is no supply centre in 
Tunisia or Tunis, but there's one in Tripoli. So it kind of, I don't know, it makes things a little bit harder maybe for Italy to, to you know, to grab Tripoli and to kind of get onto, um, you know, getting a, a guaranteed opening build. I guess it gives us that traditional um, board game, traditional diplomacy feel, but at the same time throws us an extra uh, couple of curveballs. Well, you've got some the... connections uh, between Spain and Morocco, as an example. So you can kind of take an army over from one location to another. And that gives, obviously, France some options with Algeria, but I'd imagine the first thing you'd want to do is try to block you know, Italy going to Tripoli. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, but what else is there within this one's a little bit different? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, so you've also got the connections where Egypt can go all the way over to the North Atlantic Ocean, obviously going all the way around the Cape of Good Hope. Yep. And um, Spain's connected to Morocco. Yeah, which is so what I said before. Okay. How much, is, that's not your first one, is it? It's your no, second one? Second. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I could yeah, tell yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one thing I'm surprised about this is that there's only been one game finished so far. I mean, it's only been out for a little while, but... But this is just to show how prolific Henry Adore is. I mean, he's also brought out Renaissance 453. 1453. And he's uh, currently coding up the uh, Machiavelli balance of power. So let's just, let's so just quickly talk about Renaissance 1453. Um, this is a 12-player... No, not a 12-player game. It's 12 games going on, but what am I talking about? Um, normal 7-player game. And this is... I remember when this came out on VDIP just only about... A week and a half ago, and this just shows how much he just keeps pumping them out. And yeah, yeah. as I said, he's a machine. Um, the fourteen fifty three map for those of you who are used, obviously, to a classic board. Again, it's based around a classic board, but there's all these very, very small, subtle changes. Subtle. It looks well, <laughs> okay. It's got to do with the starting positions of everything. Um, you know, Constantinople's not occupied, um, so the Ottomans that would be um, have. Uh, well, Bulgaria, Sofia, in, the, in it. Well, um, con, con effectively then is um, almost like a, a neutral standing army, which is the, the last dying remnants of the Eastern Eastern Roman Empire, the Byzantines or Byzantines. When was the siege? Was in fourteen fifty six? I think, I think the, the the Turks were sieging uh, Vienna in fifteen something. So around this time, it makes sense. It probably would have been. I haven't checked my um, my history book, but. Yeah, this makes sense. Um, Germany's sure. uh, split up a bit. He starts off with an army in Vienna, and Austria or, sort of starts with an army in Venice. I don't know if it's Trieste. Germany, or is that actually meant to be the Holy Roman Empire? It's the same colour. I'm just going by the same colours. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Russia. Russia doesn't have Muscovy. I don't know how that works. What the historical basis of that is. But, you know, having... <laughs> Um, actually, no, Uber. <laughs> <laughs> but like Britain starts off as, as it would at this time with the War of the Roses, having uh, Brest and it's the southern bit, Italy is actually not really Italy as a political entity, is it? For this no, one, it's, uh, it's like the, the kingdom of the two Sicilies, which is obviously the whole Naples, Apulia area, and Sicily itself, and uh, as part of the the Bourbon dynasty that existed, it's also got control of um, uh, Madrid here rather than Spain and Lisbon. So uh, it, it's nice how Inredidor also with this design has kept to that uh, that core 
core element, I guess, within um, diplomacy, where your actual your main supply centres that you have as your home supply centres are usually named after the city. Um, but those areas, generally speaking, and I'm saying this generally speaking, that are um, supply centres, that are initial supply centres, are normally named after the country. So you have Scotland as an example, you know, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, Netherlands, uh, Hungary, Serbia, uh, Moldavia. But then I suppose he does have a number of neutral cities, city names for supply centres. So Muscovy, Constantinople, Hanover, uh, and well, Tunis, I guess. Oh, no, Tunis is a country, so. I should quickly call out here that um, the original design was by two guys, Earl Ratcliffe and Michael Kufaro. Mm. I hope I'm saying the names correct. Should we have um, checked what the 1913 one was as well? Yeah, we ought to. Um, so that when because credit where credit is yeah, due. Credit where it's due. Um, but I, I, did you get a chance to have a look at the Machiavelli? Um, um, so the Machiavelli it? map that, that's being worked oh, on? No, classic, not, so classic 1913 adaptive. Yep. It's um, created by and read it all. Okay, so it's entirely his. Entirely his, he's saying. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, the Canton. Canton, yep. I think that one's definitely been made by someone else, hasn't it? Adapted, maybe. It would have been adapted by and read it all. Loading, loading, loading. Created by Paul Webb. Paul Webb. There we go. Yeah, so look, I haven't actually looked at the um, Machiavelli one yet because. I think within the forum thread you had to kind of download the file and then unzip it and I can do that I know how to do that but it got me at a bad moment when I was just I think a lot of the conversation was when I was out camping and I was just on my iPhone and there was no fucking way in the world I was going to be able to download files and unpack yep. them yep. and then when I got home I thought ah too busy so I haven't had a look at it yet but Machiavelli is actually the very first diplomacy map I ever played did you play Diplomacy on it or did you play Machiavelli? played Machiavelli on it, I thought. Like the other rules that go with it. Like the... Yeah, look, it's a long while ago. long while ago. Because the Machiavelli variant had I mean, 25 years ago. additional stuff. Like it was yeah. standing armies and fortified cities. Special Pope rules. Special rules to it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the reason we got onto that was that you were having trouble with the amount of games. With what? The amount of games. Oh, the amount of games. Well, yeah, I've just got too many fucking games on. Um, and this is... Well, it's my fault I signed up for all of them. Um, so I've, we've got, I've got two, the two known world tournament games that are going on. It's game nine, going on. game 9 and Game 10. Wow. They've only both just started. Okay. So there's at least another 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, another five more games after that. Five more to go. <laughs> I'm in the Divided States Gunboat game, which is good because, and actually one thing at the moment, I've got a new appreciation for Gunboat. Because oh, yeah. when you've got too many games on, it's just so easy just to do Gunboat because you just go in, you work out what's going on, and you go, right, bang, 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 order's done, done. Yep. There's none of that whole oh, communication, <laughs> God, you know, <laughs> who'd want to do that? Um... <laughs> But like the uh, the rebooted United States of Insanity game, yeah, more communication needed there. Um, 
there's the boss game that's just about to start up, which we'll talk about later. Um, and I'm currently, well, actually, I don't have to worry about doing any communication really for the 1066 tournament. I'll talk about that later. Then there's, of course, um, over in the lab in Diplo, Diplo Mail, Diplo Mail Lab, the Russian the lab. Russian lab. Yep. I'm in two games there. And one of them hopefully will be wrapping up very, very soon, which is What the, are the two games you're over there? Um, there's the Mongolian game. Oh, yes, yep, Mongolian, yep. Which has taken... I don't know, I mean, thank God, somebody with mod powers, must have been Flame or somebody, changed the the the, um, uh, the face time. Because the faces were set at <laughs> nine days. <laughs> and it was taking forever to actually get a phase out of the way. So that's down to two days, which is manageable. Um, and that one's, that one's progressing well, and I'm still enjoying that one. Um, the uh, Austrian Succession game, I mean, which is the third Austrian Succession game that's had been happened on the lab, is um, really, really close to hopefully being finalised. We've got three of the four remaining players happy to do a draw. Has that got any special rules, or is it a, just a map? Is it a map? Change. Um, changes to the map. It's a, it's that very pretty map where you've got all the at this stage when you're looking at this far uh, down the line you don't pick it up but you remember you've got all those weird little territories and yes, things which yep. are kind of like Vienna controls even though it's in the middle of France and things like that. Um, no, there's no no real special rules for this one. Is the Black Sea adjacent to Moscow? No, the Black no. Sea is adjacent to Kiev. Oh, it's like a hidden arrow. Well, yeah, it's okay, kind of like it would be yeah, off yeah. the board, it would be connected, but you can't no, see it I, because I, of... I, yeah, no, sorry, I was... That, that line... Yeah. Sorry, some people listening. Um, Black Sea has moved to Kiev, which is connected to, but Kiev's moved to Moscow, and visually, from what I'm seeing, it looks like Black Sea has moved to Moscow, but it's actually... Yeah, the foot bone looks like it's connected to the knee bone, and the knee bone's connected to the hip bone. So it's hard to kind of tell the two is, apart. Is that yeah. a leg or are that two bits of a leg? Two bits of a hip. <laughs> so this one's going pretty well. I'll, I'll look. I'll, I'll digress for a moment and just do a little bit. We're just fucking around with the whole run sheet at the moment. So um, here, there, and thither and whither. So with this with this game, um, my approach has been very different. If I was playing a proper game because I've got myself into uh, an early alliance with Spain and as time's gone by I've kind of also developed a, an alliance with uh, Bavaria or Bavaria even though he's actually at war with Spain and, um, okay. yeah. and Russia has been a long-term ally of Spain but he's kind of helped me out sorry Spain's helped me out a little bit fucking Russia over because Russia which is um, <laughs> in red at all <laughs> has been having some uh, internet problems. Okay. Uh, I think the problems were he's been spending he's too much of his bandwidth of uploading all these new variants, so it hasn't allowed him to log in to actually play games. <laughs> Poor bastard. Um, so who's, who's been working on this one? This one? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. What is it? War of Austrian Succession. Loading, loading, loading. I think Safari put it together. Yeah, Safari's brought it to um, to life. Cool. So there's, I think, some very, very minor um, changes that have been made to the map. See, that's the way it starts off normally, with all the pretty yeah, things yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've done quite well in that. Well, this is the same thing as the boss. I drew the same country again. 
because last time I played this game, which was the first test, I um, got Piedmont Sardinia then too. Oh, yes. But I think I mentioned in the last episode, I've had a totally different strategy. Last time around, I was like adversarial with Spain from day one. This one, I've been best mates with Spain from day one. Okay. Which has made a very different gameplay. Now, I notice you've also got a Play Diplomacy tab up. Yes. Oh, God. Another thing you're doing. What are you doing over there? Well, this was... Remember once you actually... When we were talking to No Pun Intended and um, around my experience with the uh, Disillusion yes. forum variant game yep. that was yep. over at Playdip. And um, then there was talk about having like this tournament of time which yes. would in, have a teammates going over multiple games, yep. starting with uh, Ambition and Empires, progressing on to 1812 Overture, um, and then on to, oh fuck, I can't remember, 19-something, this little gifting things too small, 1936, and then on to um, another Disillusion game. So five games over a, a period of time where you maintain team continuity. Okay, yep, yep. So my team, which is the um, Team Baratheon, was meant to be Team Podcast, but you pulled out. Because <laughs> up until that point of time, it was full of just people who'd either been interviewed on the show or you and me. <laughs> not silly enough to join too many games. <laughs> yeah, fucking tell me about it now. Um, so I'm in this one. I'm in 1812 Overture, which was the map I really wanted to play. Yep. And, um, oh, Kayla, okay, I'm just getting so fucked up. <laughs> like, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> like, I didn't get a, I didn't even get a single supply centre in the opening. Ouch. Who are you playing? I'm playing as, because um, this one you play two players, two powers. Oh, okay, a major and a minor. Kind of. But not really. Um, so, I'm uh, basically United States. Okay. But the way this is kind of configured is like the um, uh, Republicans and the Federalists, which is like, you know, anyway. So you still control both. So you could easily have had it as a single single entity on the board. Uh, and there are some special rules about some supply centres can only do certain things for certain powers. A little bit like Hong Kong in Colonial. But look, I have that. France is, so I'm just only based on North American continent. France and the Rhine Confederation is only just based on the European continent. But all the other players have both a European presence and a North American presence. So as an example, um, one, one player has Russia, but also New Spain. And when I say New Spain, yes, they do have some remnant holdings of Old Spain, but the majority is around Central but the Ameri America. Yeah, around yeah, South yeah. Central America. Um, Britain has, obviously, the British Isles, but it's also got Canada. And then, uh, off the top of my head, Austria is controlling the Shawnee, which is uh, the grey Indian tribe, a Native American tribe. And Denmark is controlling the Cherokee, which is the orange Native American tribe. And you're not doing so very well in this. No. no. Um, and I'm. I do, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I could have done better. Like, I actually kind of made a very conscious effort. I talked to my teammates beforehand around our strategy. 
and um, we all agreed on what that strategy was and I won't go into the details now because you know it's a game that's still in progress and I don't want to fuck things up um, but I reached out to a particular player saying look because this is a, a multi-game tournament with different players and everything like that. so you know how you know when you're playing in a tournament like this um, you get a certain amount of points for the first game for your team a certain yep. amount of points for the second game for your team so our team started poorly in the first game and we only came, we came second. Uh, sorry, second last. Okay. So the way but we're not going... last? That's a step in the right direction. Yeah, but I think we're kind of likely to be taking a step backwards <laughs> at the moment <laughs> to maybe being last. Um, so, look, I'm trying to work through issues at the moment. And, and what really complicated matters further, and this touches on your, your 24-hour NMR thing, um, the, this doesn't have a 24-hour... Um, phase. I think it's from memory. It's got certain difference of rules between builds and retreats and yep. normal games. And um, it's basically hey, long story short, I went away camping and between, between a combination of patchy internet um, phone and obviously I just had my mobile phone with me and it's a real bitch but I got around how to navigate around the play dip side on my phone um, but my phone was always running out of batteries. Um, quietly between ourselves and every single person that listens to this podcast. Just quietly. <laughs> um, Mrs. Amby was kind of like, hey, we're out camping. We're not meant to be playing with our phones. So there was a little bit of... <laughs> to sneak off. <laughs> a little bit of pressure on Amby to, um, you know, find a way to be able to get a little bit of time. And it made it very hard to have conversations um, because you're doing this within the play dip space, but then there's also um, Slack, which is used for all the discussions. Right. So, have you Slack before? No, I've not Slack. You've not Slacked? You Slack off all the time, I hear. <laughs> yeah, I'm on holidays again. <laughs> um, but Slack is basically a... Um, uh, oh, fuck, wrong button. Um, so, I kind of have it load up into my app. So, it's a uh, an online community type of thing where you can have different conversations depending on different teams and whatnot. So this doesn't fucking work properly, do we? So, so this is like, I'm showing Kainer at the moment, like the some of the, the channels and the things. So there's like one just generally for the 1812, there's this off-topic shit. Um, there's multiple teams who will come together and, you know, maintain conversations. Uh, so like this one here is, you know, there's this Denmark Shawnee. And then, of course, you have simple one-on-one -on -one conversations. So I was having trouble with this. And between all the other shit, um, I was fortunate enough that my team members saved my bacon, put in temporary orders. Um, I may have changed some of those temporary orders. <laughs> and in doing so, got fucked over big time. So... Um, lesson for newbies, pay attention to your teammates. They're probably far wiser than yourself. Who's on your team? Oh, fuck, I knew you were going to ask me that. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Cap Captain Meme is. Oh, Captain Meme, yep. Yep, Big Joe. Big Joe? Yeah, I think he was a substitute in because you dropped out because you're... Yeah, I'm slack. You are slack. You'd be good for slack conversations. Um... Who else is fucking on it? Those two guys have been the most commonly chatting on the actual 
team thread. No pun intended, always there. He's like another machine. How did people find the time? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, between normal jobs or, you know, I, I guess if it's only like Captain, where you're where a university student, you're going to go through peaks and troughs. Yeah, I was very prolific when I was at uni. Yeah, I wasn't, but, you know. Tell you what, it's still happy hour. I'm going to get another couple of drinks. Oh, have a okay. Little... I thought you might want to go to another place. Well, that wasn't too bad if you want another one. Do you... Yeah, okay. Yeah? And then we'll go on to the next place. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. No okay. problem. All right. Okay, folks, we are back. Um, Kane has managed to get us some more drinks and to make get in a sneaky cigarette. Cheers. Cheers. Another house red. Very nice. And another Peroni. And Good. the, um, what a sunset. Well, yeah, it's not too bad. Second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I tell you that's... what. Sunset wise, you got to look at this fucking photo I took when I was away camping. So we went down to Lake Mugura. Yeah. You know where it is. Mm-hmm. And I'll show you a couple of them. Actually, one of my work um, look at this. colleagues went down there. Oh, wow. Jesus, wept. No, 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 that's no. Like... There he is there. <laughs> Actually, no, he's a bit, he's a bit out of focus that's a, there. That's a spectacular photo, though. I wonder if I can work properly. Oh, my phone keeps fucking up. Well, you have to you have to put that photo up on the um, on the website so people can see it because that's that's like eminently Instagrammable. I know my wife. My uh, my wife, Mrs. Amby, said, "How the hell do you get your photos to look good? What's the filter you're using?" I'm going, I'm not using any filters. I don't know how to use filters. See there we are. There he is. <laughs> so was that just this random dude dressed up like Jesus walking around like that, or did you drop him in as a Photoshop type? No, no, no. That's really Jesus. <laughs> Jesus shows at Mugara. It was a passion play. Oh, gotcha. Oh, wow, you couldn't want a better, better backdrop. That's right. I think he really kind of played the the crowd well with, you know, making sure he was, like, coming close with the, the nice, beautiful, traditional God coming down from the from the sky type of thing. and Sunsetting. Yeah, there was one type yeah. of time he was talking about something about the birds in the skies, and then at that point in time, the whole heap of birds just flew across, so... No, um, this is a, uh, a multi-denominational type of service that's held out there. They, sorry, it's not a service, it's a recreation, it's a play okay, yep, of yep, uh, yep. Passion. And um, they do like four of them or whatever like that around this time of the year. And Mrs. Amby thought, oh, it might be worth doing that. And I thought, oh yeah, something so different. This is the reason Amby Lord missed his uh, orders? Yes. Diplomacy? That's right. Focusing on the... Um Christ story. Yep. That's what Easter's all about. It's not just about bunny rabbits and fucking up your orders in diplomacy because you're away camping. <laughs> or quite literally having no diplomacy and ranting on Twitter. But that's another thing. Yeah, it's another thing. <laughs> so, let's, um, we've kind of skirted around this a little bit. So let's actually formally get into Round the Grounds because we've been kind of talking about it informally for a while. Yes. Um, so the United States of Insanity game 
The first one. The first one. What the fuck happened to that? Yeah, okay. So, this was the very first game for United... Sorry, for, yeah. for Divider States. The one that, yeah, filled up really quick. Filled so, up within a whole 10 hours or yeah, something like that? Something insane. Um, what happened was that there was a server issue. There was a problem... Um, Oh, it wasn't processing things. Except people couldn't get in, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was that when there's a there's a server issue, there's a flag that pops up saying that games will be extended, given extra time. Yeah, yeah. When this is twenty four hours or something like that. Yeah, because no one could enter orders. It was all yep. you know problems like this. Um, and it resolved itself. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't. So when Ollie came back, his you know woke up, checked his checked the diplomacy. There was nothing wrong. Diplomacy, so he didn't enter. He didn't put in an extend extensions um, because it been. But others had obviously couldn't do it. Missed out on entering. Thought, orders. oh well, this will just get extended 24 hours. That's exactly. okay, no yeah. props. And then um, the game processed. The game processed, which caused no end of grief. Ten lots of NMRs or something. Yeah, lots of people missed moves. Um, that's quite a vital period of the opening. Gambit as yep. well, um, so a lot of people were quite big. Um, on a game that scale, it's not really feasible to sort of roll it back a turn or no. to have everyone stand hold for two seasons and then enter in that person's move what they're going to move because you don't know what they're going to move. Yep. And all of these issues which crop up. So um, there was a talk around uh, cancelling drawing. And in the end, we just we just drew it uh, because it it, it, it it just turns into a nightmare. Like we'll put up for a vote for a period of time there as to you know look is there a consensus on how we should actually <laughs> consensus it? amongst fifty <laughs> diplomacy players. Oh, yeah. You got more chance of getting you know agreement at the UN. <laughs> yeah, you are. You do. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh God, I mean, yeah, okay. You know, I had enough grief for standing up the balls game. There were some parameters that I wanted. Um, let alone getting 50 people to agree on, you know, how, how to proceed. And in the end, we decided that it was irrevocably fucked. Um, and it was really would have taken a hell of a lot of time, effort, and quite frankly, technical ability, which is beyond yeah. our ability, really, to roll it back. So it's like, well, okay, draw it, put it there as a, you know, so you can access it, but it's done, it's dusted, move on. Yeah. yeah. And the next game filled up pretty quick too anyway, didn't it? I mean, you joined the next game. And you didn't. No. This is why I've got too many games. Because <laughs> I don't take the easy way out like you do by going, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm sensible. Keep <laughs> <laughs> games to a manageable level. Um, but 50 games, sorry, 50 games. 50 players was we're never going to get a consensus on that and um, I think at the end of the day a decision had to be made and the mod team made that call and it was probably the best one because nobody lost out theoretically uh, in fact everyone got a little bit more of an uptick on their scores I think because some people also bought into the game because it was worth originally 50 points you put in and I think everyone kind of got who drew got 52 points. yeah yep. so everyone came out a bit better out everyone's a winner but trying to get a group of diplomacy players to agree on anything, it's like herding cats. Yeah. Like, it, it, it can't be done. It just can't be done. So, um, yeah, so now that game's over and done with. Game two is now up and running. 
trying to remember which one's that one. So you're not you're not in that one as you just said, so I can probably show you my map on that. Although I think everyone's names will have attached to that one. It's uh, not not an anonymous thing, is it? No, it's no. Not. actually I don't think it's even started. No, it hasn't started because this is the other problem we've got with 50 players. Um, <laughs> There's inevitably in the first turn <laughs> at least, you know, five NMRs. <laughs> and that's without even any server issues. Yeah. So who are you playing on this one? I'm uh, West Virginia. Jesus. Mountain Mama, take me home, Country Road. West Virginia. See, if, doc is... if Doctor Recommended was kind of, you know, contributing, then I'd probably sing that, but, you know, I won't. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take a guess and say it's the pink one. No, it's a dark grey one. You don't know anything to do with American geography. Not that side of the board at all, no. So which side of the board do you know? I know a little bit about the west side. You know, there's California. I know that's California. I know that's Oregon. I know that's Washington. Yeah. I know that's um, Idaho. Yeah. I know that's ne Nevada. Yeah. I, know I thought you were going to say Nepal for a moment. <laughs> I know that's... Um, it's not Alabama. It's no. um, it starts with A though, isn't it? Yes, it starts with A. Um, uh, it's not Arkansas. It's, it's Arkansas. What the fuck is that? Here's a bit. Of, here's a quiz for you. What's the one state with only one syllable? One state with only one one, one syllable. Yeah. I have to think about this, and it's going to take me too long to go through fifty states in my head. Anyway, I know um, I know Alaska. Did I say Alaska? Alaska, Alaska. That's three, isn't it? That's three syllables. Yeah. Wait a second. I have to look at this. Um, oh fuck! It's um, Arkansas. It's not Arkansas. It's Arkansas is not one syllable. It's three. I'm drinking that one below Utah. That's Arizona. It's Arizona, of course it is. Been to Arizona. Mm. Mm -hmm. Ambie's trying to think of the uh, the, the one syllable. Not Rhode Island, by the way. That's three as well. That's four. The Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Three. It's not Rhodey Island. Four, like you're showing me four fingers. Oh. Like I said. Uh, you've got all these Americans yelling at you. It's, 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 it's. No, no, no. Fucking tell me. Maine. Maine. Because <laughs> it's the other side of the board. Oh, well. I couldn't for the life of you point out which one is actually Maine. It's the big, it's the little, the bright green one here. It's a green one, okay. It's got lobsters apparently. Lobsters down the water and lots of... I now know where Illinois is. It's that one. It's the white one. Yeah, it's where Chicago is. Well, I didn't know that before playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just before we kind of came back on, and we were talking just briefly around about, okay, so what, what stuff haven't we covered? And we talked around the... Um, the game that got cancelled, where originally you were, which country? Was this light blue one. Light blue one. And I said, oh, is that New Hampshire? And he went, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't even remember. Well, I mean, I've been quite literally I know, I think New, New Hampshire's the red one up here. What the fuck's that one? So, so for those of you who kind of aren't looking at the pictures, it's kind of the state that's it's in wedged. Between it's immediately New York east of state. New York, south of Massachusetts, and west of uh, Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. We could also probably just go down the bottom here and fucking find the answers. It'll be on the west coast, east coast, east coast, east coast. Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. 
Obviously. Obviously. I mean, how could you How many know syllables that? are in Connecticut, Kana? <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> no fucking idea. <laughs> Look, okay, so this is, you know, I love the map. I love the map. I just, I, part of my love of diplomacy, playing diplomacy is actually, you know, the map. It is the love of a map. The map yes. is just, it's a beautiful thing. I love looking at maps. Always loved, always have loved looking at maps. Yep. And for me, it's been really difficult to get my head into this space of playing on an American board because I just, am so foggy on the locations of where so everywhere is. You were saying that when you are Connecticut, or you couldn't remember its name at the time, people kind of keep sending you emails and you go, I've got no idea where you yeah. are, mate. Just tell me where... <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite literally. Yeah. Where's Texas again? <laughs> is yeah. it, are you my neighbour? <laughs> exactly, you know. So I started, you know, it's like the other one, I'm, I'm playing Illinois. And so, you know, I'm getting these... these messages from countries all around like sometimes two in remove from me and I'm, I'm quite literally that one's Kentucky that one's Missouri yeah what's this one this this light green that's Michigan Michigan yeah so there's one one <laughs> so I, just, I, I, pull up I think this. yellow's Mil, um, um, Minnesota yeah um, so I get these uh, getting these ones like oh do you want to attack some other country you know some other ones like Connecticut or whatever Anyway, so I'm like, well, okay, yeah, that sounds great, but I have no idea what <laughs> what colour you are. Who are you? <laughs> Describe your location away from me. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it, for me, so, it's been it's been quite difficult getting my head on board. But but my my my, my most favourite communication I've had in my um, game playing as Illinois was with um, this fella here, Michigan. Yep. And Michigan writes me an email, a, a message saying. Illinois, do you fancy attacking Michigan? <laughs> I'm like, hang on, I've got a pretty strong idea that you're Michigan. Um, are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's attack Michigan together. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Obviously, I'm playing with somebody who's not American as well. <laughs> I think I, I, I had something similar to that with this game that just started where I had... Um, some, I think I can't remember which one it was. Someone, some kind of uh, sent me a message saying, "Oh, South Carolina, are you okay with us attacking?" Blah blah blah. I went, "Yeah, but I'm not South Carolina." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so so you're so you're no longer in the United States of Insanity game. Well, sorry, you just it's, uh, game two. You're out. Uh, game it hasn't two. started. Um, you're, you're still in the United States of America game? I am, yep. Um, and how's that going for you? Oh, uh, look, you know... Um, Who are you on that one? Or is that a... That's that, that's my Illinois. Ask your Illinois one. Yep. So show me your map. So here we are. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of dissecting. Hey, you haven't started attacking Michigan yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> With Michigan's help. Um, that, that's um, that's Life here. Life, Life is red. Life is red. Oh, what's um, the red one? So, sorry, this is the one that's between Illinois and Ohio. Um, is that since what's Cincinnati? In, uh, Indi Indiana. It'll be Indiana because it's got Indianap Indianapolis. So you always you can always look for some of the names of the the, the three letter acronyms on some of the cities, and that sometimes is a bit of a giveaway. A bit of an indicator. Yep. Yeah, that's the only reason why I know that 
that one up there I think is Minnesota because it's got Milwaukee in it or is that the other ah fuck who knows yeah so so again this, it comes down to my total lack of geographical knowledge in regards to some of these American states um, which for me it's, 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 it's also a lifesaver having the interactive map on this size board oh yeah to be able to just go oh yeah that's the unit I want to move yep. where do I want to move it I want to move it there yep. I don't have to think about the names of it so yeah it, I mean it's, it's obviously going to have a great following it's obviously going to have lots of people playing this map it's going to be one of the ones that's going to have consistently one or two going at all times just like the world diplomacy is um, generally has one or two going at any given time um, so I think the other one that I'm in that's still the divided states one is the gunboat game and um, so this one's a uh, we can't really kind of talk about this one because it's an anonymous game so you needless know. to say I'm going shit I'm about to be destroyed um, that's really? me yeah What'd you do wrong? Without kind of giving away your position or anything like that? Oh, not giving away my position, except to say that, so, you know... So, um, so, whoever, if you go check the board, <laughs> someone is about to get totally removed, that's probably Kona. <laughs> uh, except to say, you know, at the very beginning, you know, it's, it's a gunboat game, and uh, when you're attacked by, you know, three people surrounding you, you, you don't really have much of a chance, particularly... Well, if that's what happened to me in the very first... United States of Insanity game. You know, I was being attacked by fucking everyone around me. Yep, including your old nemesis. Which, which one? I've got so many fucking old nemesises. Which one? Doctor recommended attacked you. Oh, Doctor recommended. Oh God. Yes, yes, Doctor recommended did attack me, <laughs> as well as Mister Finkelmeyer. Finkelmeyer, yes. And fucking everyone else around me. But anyway. Hey, I got 52 points. It was a draw. <laughs> it was a draw. I must have done okay. <laughs> but look, I've, um, I've actually learnt... Within a gunboat game, um, I suppose it's a little bit different because you don't have that communication. And not only does it make it a lot quicker and easier to put in multiple lots of orders fast, you yep. don't have to worry about having too many games on, but um, I took a very different strategy this time around because you've literally got... And again, I've got to be careful that I don't give away my position. Um, but because you've got on that map so many different players around you um, you've got the real risk of somebody attacking you from day one either in spring or autumn yes or like the autumn and if you've overextended yourself like for example if you're um, look I'll pick some random actually no I'm not going to pick some random states or countries because you won't know where I'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) but let's say let's okay I'll make the math easy your, your um, country A, and you've got country B, C, D, E, and F all around you. Yeah. So you don't want to go off and invade country F to find out that country C attacks you at the same time. Then you're having to fight a two-front war. So what's your strategy been in this one? So my strategy this one has been don't attack anybody until everyone else is involved in a shit fight and then to attack somebody who's exposed and okay. then only yep. focus on them. So, so far, look, that strategy's worked pretty good for me so far. Um, that being said, I'm getting to the point where I've almost finished off my original nemesis and I'm going to have to start attacking someone else. Well, you're obviously attacking me. I, I hope I am. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> that time that you and I kind of started attacking each other again. So, anyway, enough, enough on that one. Let's see how that one kind of pans out. So, we've done all of our... 
America and divided states and all that type of shit. Um, I'll mention very quick. I touched on the um, known world tournament. That's also anonymous games, um, games nine and ten. Um, they've only just kicked off in the last couple of weeks, so there's no real um, progress update. The 1066 tournament. This hasn't taken up a lot of my time, uh, but it's been something that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I kind of kicked off. But I've, I've kind of had a, a minor complication that fortunately didn't eventuate. Oh yeah. And um, we all know that certain maps aren't quite as balanced as we originally liked. Like when we make a map, you know, as a variant creator, yep. and you think this is balanced, and you go, ah, it's not, and then you kind of tweak it some more, put that out there, sure. nah, put it too far the other way, or whatever. Yep. Like that. Yep. So with 1066 as the creator of that, it's now gone through three iterations, and with playing now all of these different games in the tournament, I'd say 80% of the time the Norwegians always win. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Maybe 75, 70% maybe. So that's a pretty high ratio. So it's a very high ratio. Yeah. And the problem is there, I'm not, I haven't got, and I'll talk about this later, I haven't got the inclination to go in and fucking change things because no. I just don't have the time. I don't have well, time that... to play the games, let alone to kind of improve the games. So would that, would that change though as players become savvy to Norway being a powerful player and aware of that and sort of start ganging up backwards against it? Will, will that shift? Is, is there a statistical? Well, I think is, so. Is there, is Look, like, I think it's so. Like a balancing that at the moment, okay, yeah, because people think that he's a bit further away from England and Normandy, he's less of a threat. So England and Normandy go at each other, and Norway swoops in and takes the win. Yep. But as players become better at this, at the, at the variant, more knowledgeable about it. Oh, I think I think like, I think okay, you're right. The start, you know. So like when when the very very first version went live, everyone, not everyone, most games actually went to Normans. Okay. And yeah. then uh, quickly, obviously, players learnt that. If you're either England or Norway, or Norway, you don't pick a fight with each other because otherwise the Normans will come in and take over all of England and yeah. game over. Yeah. Because of their proximity to Westminster. And I think of the very first group who finished up, five of the six games were won by the Norwegians. But in the subsequent rounds, it's been a lot more going towards England and also the Normans. Okay. So right. I think there might be a, a slight learning experience. Whether people are going back and looking at how others have played the game? Well, look, if I was involved in a tournament and I knew that I had a statistical base of, that I could draw on and go, okay, well, these are the players I've been playing against or a similar pool. Yep. And I see that, hang on, Norway's been, you know, doing quite well. I would quite naturally want to lean my strategy to, and I would I would be checking those games. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be looking at thinking, okay, what's been done in the past? How can I use that knowledge to, to, to strengthen my position on the board? Yep. So um, I'm too. I'm not not drunk, but I'm kind of. Um, I'm not compass mendus enough to work out how to kind of log into my Google Docs or my Google Drive to be able to work out. Here's my spreadsheet so I can actually talk about who's winning and who's not. Yep. But so far, we've, we've been running this as three separate groups. Two groups now finished. Yep. So the winners of that have progressed on, and the um, 
or was actually Group One is or Group A is uh, about halfway through their games. But what I found, the problem I had was, um, I was getting to a stage where, by putting the tournament together, the idea is there's like six games in each group, and uh, I think Group B was getting to a stage where it was going to be like two players were going to win two games. Sorry, each player's going to win two games, and there was no way of breaking oh, that. Figuring out the tiebreaker. Yeah. So, so how did you work that out? Well, so it didn't happen. Okay, lucky. Lucky, yeah. Thank <laughs> yes. God for that. But I'm still not sure about the other the, um, the um, Group A game because they haven't finished yet, so we we'll have to see how that one so goes. So what would you do there? Like, you know, count up the, the amount of supply centres in total and go by that? I don't, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, because I haven't set that parameter, I don't want to put an arbitrary interpretation of who I think should have won. I should have done that at the start. Yeah. So the only way around it I expect would be to um, get the players' views of what way forward, maybe present a few different options, and I would actually probably be keen to get a consensus on that, um, whether it's a case of, you know, well, okay, well, let's player, play... Yeah, if, if each player won two, yeah, yeah, then each player came second, I would assume. So you'd go by the second. Yeah. Who came second the most? And then go by that. I don't know. Anyway, let's worry about that when we need to worry about Even that. when it does happen. Yeah. yeah. So, that's that. Now, um, are we going to finish up drinks and move on to the next spot soon? Or we want to move on to one other item on the agenda? Um, well, yeah, let's move on to the next place. Let's move on to the next place. So next place, because we want to talk about the boss. We want to talk about um, oh a, there's, a, there's, a, a, yeah there's a couple of there's there's boss there's um, I want to kind of give a quick discuss, a quick discussion about my um, my current plans on very developments are from my perspective just from the, the shit that I've done to date yeah and want to do but can't do because I wanted time. to mention another call out about diplomacy on another. Yep. prestigious magazine. And I want to talk a little bit more around whether we spend too much time talking about variants. Yeah, so this is... Um, which has been all we've fucking talked about the whole <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So, yeah, we'll put it out to you guys. And uh, a couple of thank yous to, at the end. So um, let's move on to the next one, eh? Okay, cool. Well, we'll press stop now and hopefully everything's going to go hunky-dory. See you soon. Ready? And... Cheers. Cheers, nice. Nice room. That's pretty damn nice. Mine's nice too. I'm drinking the Belimba Gold Top. Yep. It's got um, like, it's almost like there's a honey flavour to it. Yeah? It's like a bit of a, I don't know whether they flavoured it or it's a bit of a mead beer kind of oh, mix. Oh, you would love that because you're a bit of a old Viking. It loves his mead. I do like I, my mead. I remember actually. one time when we did an interview and you were kind of so hung over from the big session with mead the night before. That's right, yes. <laughs> no, I do like mead. That's, 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 that's tasty. So, Belimba Gold Top, eh? Hey? Yes. I wonder if they make it in Belimba still. Probably not. Belimba's a suburb of Brisbane on the river. Right. Used to be. Belimba Gold Top was like. So, any, okay, so any of those listeners who. Um, 
have heard of some various Australian beers. Look, if you're overseas, you'd hear of Foster's. Foster's VB. Which, of course, no, 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 there were no VB. The, the one that's really promoted overseas is Foster's, which is ironical because no, no one, one in it. Australia drinks Foster's. I don't think I've ever, ever. had it. No. I, um, when I was living in, um, I'll digress for a moment, when I was living in the UK, and we had some friends who were coming over and, and, and they were on drinks duty. So they brought drinks and they brought along like a six pack of Fosters. Going, there you go, you feel like you're back at home. And it's like, no one drinks this shit in Australia. <laughs> what is this? It must be like um, uh, Americans coming over and sort of seeing just American beer, Budweiser or... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause or something, you know. God awful that no one drinks. Yeah, I think it's um, like, you know, Corona. No one in Mexico drinks Corona. Yeah, yeah, it's just promoted heavily overseas. But, um, yeah, so in, in Queensland, the, the beer that people probably may know, if they're lucky, probably more in the UK, might be Forex. From Queensland? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I think is also very similar to a condom brand in America. Is it called 3X <laughs> or 4X? Probably, yeah. Um, but, you know, but Belinda, speaking... Belinda Goldtop used to be the competitor to Forex in Brisbane during, up until uh, probably the late 70s, early 80s, and then really? yeah. Forex just smashed them out of the park. Beat them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, we're actually. Um, traditional working man beer. Working man beer. Oh, just very nice beer. I feel like a working man. <laughs> So I've got a Paxton MV Shiraz, organic Shiraz. Yep. Where's that from? Um, I can't fucking remember. And um, I'll have to check. Australia somewhere. <laughs> Australia. I'll, I'll, I'll Google it later and I'll work it out. Um, it doesn't taste too bad. It's a little bit, a little bit fruity. But not, not overpowering. It's not too sweet. Okay. Good. Good. I, I guess it's like a opening move where you pick up two supply centers. Okay. No, you, you think that's, that's, that's a good effort. I'm happy with that. I'm happy, yeah. yeah. No, I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to kind of go for three. <laughs> I got two. That's good. Because if you have three, of course, what happens? Everyone then targets you. That's <laughs> not super sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good main, would you say? A good what? A main. A good main. Main? Main, as in a main meal. As in oh, right, 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 right. I thought you were going back that, that one syllable American state oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how that's confusing. So um, where are we, Kana? We're at the Bowery, and when I looked it up, it took me to a place in New York. Oh. Which is apparently a place in New York, called the Bowery. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's like this pretty famous little... Um, what are they called? Their suburbs in New York? Boroughs? Boroughs. It's a borough of New York. Is it not? It's not a borough or a street? It's not a borough. In the boroughs like, you know, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Harlem, Staten Island, and there's another one. Well, it gave me a region in New York called the Bowery. Anyway. Maybe it's something like like a location like Tribeca or, um, yeah. you know, Gramercy or something like that. I'll have a squeeze of it a second. It's um, village. Village. Yeah, yeah. We were actually drinking at Bowery, which is a New York bar. Essentially, it's styled out as they yeah. tell us. Uh, they, had some, the sort of they had some really nice spirits, didn't they? Jeez, that's a huge range. Yeah, but although, not the largest in Brisbane. But not the largest in Brisbane. For that, you've got to go across the road to Savile Row, where we've been before. We've been, and that was a pretty wicked drinking spot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, very nice. So. 
What are we up to? Oh, we've, so we've been talking about a lot of the different games. Probably the only game that we're actively involved in, in one form or another, which hasn't begun yet, we probably want to spend a little bit of time about, is the boss. We've at last got the boss up and running. Yeah, just quickly. So, the oh, Bowery what? is a street and neighbourhood in the southern port of the city borough, New York City borough of Manhattan. So yeah, it's like a, a neighbourhood in the borough of Manhattan. A neighbourhood, yeah. It's a neighbourhood. So is that the neighbourhood, that's, is that where Sesame Street is? You know, with the Grouch be... and Big Bird and yeah, I Elmo and yeah, you know. Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Um, Where are they at? Are they in the borough? <laughs> I'm pulling his leg <laughs> and he hasn't worked it out. <laughs> do you remember Sesame Street? I do remember Sesame Street. <laughs> well, as a kid growing up, that's what you knew about, you know, New York. It's like Sesame Street. Yeah, then the Grouch and, you know, the, the count. Oh, the count, the count. Yeah. <laughs> the number's two today. <laughs> this game of diplomacy brought to you by the number four. And the letter M. <laughs> but on that, you were talking about the boss, yeah, which is up and running. Yeah, so we were, I think when we originally had the discussion in the last... Episode, last episode or the one before that around having a boss game? Yeah. Because um, it was dropped into conversation by Technostar. Technostar yep, yep. And he said, when are you going to be doing one of these? Yes. And he went, uh, really soon. <laughs> and um, I think the original intent was to try to do like a World War Four game, but we didn't quite get enough players, did we? No. Um, but having said that, the interest for running a boss game picked up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, the last boss game we ran um, at the tail end of 2016. Yeah, um, took took maybe oh, I'd say a month to get enough players to run a known world game. Okay. It took it took a while. Yeah, that about um, right. Whereas whereas this time around, the uh, the interest is out there. Yep, and we um, that works. It's only a couple of weeks, really. Yeah. Two weeks, two three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so we um we're now running another boss game. Well done. But you said um, getting some agreement from players on how the boss game would work um, wasn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we spoke about this issue before. Yeah, when we were talking about um, you know getting a consensus amongst diplomacy players, it's like um, herding cats, which is just it's it's a nonsensical idea. Can you try doing that? It's, it's, it's nuts. Um, so on herding cats, have you ever seen that um, that American ad around herding cats? I have, and there's like the cowboys. It, it, yeah, I have seen it. Um, it's a cowboy, and they're they're, they're it's, it's a beer ad, isn't it? It's a no, no, no. I think it's a like a computer company or whatever like that. So we'll just kind of we'll create a little. I'll just play it now, but we'll create a link to it in the in the show notes. So. Here we go. Lighting, lighting, lighting. Come on, little internet. This man off. right here is my great grandfather. He's the first cat herder in our family. <laughs> Herding cats. Don't let anybody tell you it's easy. Anybody can herd cattle. Holding together 10,000 half wild short hairs. Oh, that's another thing altogether. Being a cat herder is probably about the toughest thing I think I've ever done. I got this. Oh, one looks a bit more cute, kind of. Right here. <laughs> 
No, this one. That one looks like you. It's got the mustache. When you don't, when you don't have the beard, you just got the mustache at me. I'm the dude with a little move. It ain't an easy job, but when you bring a herd into town and you ain't lost a one of them, ain't a feeling like in the world. In a sense, this is what we do. We bring together information, ideas, and technologies to make them go where you want. managing the complexities of the digital economy. Anyway, that's a good one. It's a good one. They've also got. They also did a good one about building a plane whilst it's flying, but um. <laughs> but I, I think I think there's yeah. a good message there about that. You know, it's 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 not an easy job to hurt those those diplomacy players. But when you bring them on home and you get a game going, it's, it's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. Yeah. My um, Mrs. 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 Kaner. Yeah, I um, came home oh, a couple of weeks ago. Were you drunk? No, not yet. Uh, but I came home and... And then you finished off the job. <laughs> well, I, it's, I, I, come in, I, come bloody, I come in the front door. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a dog. You know, it's a lovely dog. Had it for nine years. Very loyal. Bark, 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 you know. It's like... But the front door's shut. Like, why's the front door shut? Normally the dog runs out and says, Oh, so happy to see me. And says, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. all right, something's on here. So I open, <laughs> open the door and... Mrs. Kane has got me a bloody kitten. It's a kitten. We've got a kitten. Yeah. Yeah. Kitten. Kitten. A kitten. A baby cat. Had there been any conversations around this? No, it's just randomly. No, well, can't. Yeah, sort of. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't a total surprise. Well, no, it was a total surprise. So what happened was. Um, but, but was it a surprise we were... because you had the conversation and went, uh, no, dear. And then all of a sudden there's this fucking kitten. Well, no. Well, we and just, sorry, I'm, I'm not being disparaging to cat owners because I don't know what the dog versus cat ownership is of our, uh, our podcast audience. Well, the cat fucking hates me, put it that way. Um, why, why does it hate you? Well, it doesn't hate me. It just runs it away from me whenever I walk. <laughs> is it because he keeps stabbing it? When, in the, no, in like when orders well, you see the scratch on my face here. So it's just like that guy. Like, so you see the like scratch. It. it is. You got the scratch up there from it. Um, <laughs> you think you'd learn? God, just trying to get basic courtesy from a cat is uh... <laughs> courtesy from a cat. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Oh, These dear, things. Um, yeah. Anyway, so like we went to a pet store, um, yeah. not looking for a pet. We were there looking for at fish, of all things, and things to put into an aquarium. Yep. Anyway, and we wander back, and on our way past, we pass, uh, you know, a cage of cats. Is this a and joke? Just, no, I'm fucking serious. I started bringing up my joke <laughs> list. <laughs> <laughs> this was, I'm going to have to top your, tail your joke with another joke. Nah, so this is a real story. Yeah, okay. this is a real story. This is how we end up with this cat. And it's like, oh, look at those cats. Aren't they cute? Yes, yes, they are cute. Oh, look at that one. Isn't that beautiful? What's his name? Oh, his name's Olive. Oh. It's like, oh, yes, it's a cute cat. Come on, let's go. Okay, let's go. And then the next day... Olive turns up in Olive front turns door. up in the bloody... In the house. Right, so now it's got to teach it how to use the kitty litter, teach it not to piss on my socks, which is done multiple times. You know, I... Yeah. It's got, it's got, it's got this thing against me. Sees my clothes... Finds them. Did it piss on them? Kisses and shits on them. 
Good. Thank you, Kat. I'm sure you are showing your love for me right there. But it's a nice cat. I guess, I guess um, that ties in well with uh, an Ambi joke. So, um, oh, here we ties go. in very well. So, did you hear? Did you hear about my ba- my mate who got kicked out of university? No, no. Look, it's it's a real shame. You know, he was doing so well with his marks and his, his surgery prac and everything like that. Yeah. But um, you know, would you know it? You know, he got on. He got on with one of his patients. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a real shame. Yeah, you know, he would have made a great vet. <laughs> I've got so many here I've been banking up for you Kana. but I don't want to spoil them all so no, I'll, I'll no 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 just amount small doses please okay so did you hear about the two guys who stole a calendar no they each got six months <laughs> And actually, this is a good one for diplomacy players, really. Um, did you hear about that the Swedish Navy has put barcodes on the side of their ships? Uh-oh, why? Um, that way they can scan the Navy in. <laughs> Okay, so that, that kind of completes a good backlog of jokes that I've been keeping for you for a long time. Because we've never actually had the right moment to crack a few jokes. So, boss, yeah, back to uh, the boss. like load, lo- not loading, cats... Um, Herding cats. Yeah, so we eventually um, decided on, you know, a set of parameters to the game that everyone could agree on, sort of, but it took a lot of... Um, chewing and throwing. Chewing and throwing amongst players. That's just 15 players. Yeah. Um, so it just ended up pretty much the same parameters as what the last game was in the end, which everyone seemed to be happy with. Yep. Um, yeah, so... That, that kind, of, kind of ties in very nicely, I guess, with... Um, because... And this is a little bit around that same conversation I had with 1812. One thing I found, or have been finding, is I'm... And this, you touched on this at the very beginning of the conversation. I'm really out of sync at the moment. Maybe it's just because we're both out of sync with the rest of all the diplomacy players in the world because we're in Australia. Okay. So when they're online and they're all talking to each other constantly because... They're all awake, yeah. and we're asleep. Yeah. You don't kind of get much done. So that was one of my problems with the eighteen twelve thing because there was all these conversations going on that I was just like crickets because I was asleep yeah. in my tent. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, but the same thing happened. But I was lucky enough in reverse that when the boss game started, it was like early in the morning, not early morning, like about seven o'clock in the morning here oh. in Australia. Yes. So I was like, I happened to be on, and I was like, oh, cool. So I sent off all these messages to everybody, and they were going, oh, wow, great to hear from you so early into the game. So I was able <laughs> well, to find a... This is normal Ambi. <laughs> this is not like Ambi at all. He's usually like NMRing here and there. And so um, don't hear shit from him. So it's been a good start. Now, I haven't, we haven't, submit, I haven't submitted orders yet. I haven't nope. submitted boss orders yet. Yep. But... Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to have a, a, a little angry outburst on the... Um, Global already, really? Uh, yes. Have you done it already? No, no. Oh, good. I will. Um, well, well, because no one's done it. No one's read it up, and that was part of the deal. No, 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 no. It's entirely that, and it's, it's probably my fault. You're I should sweating. have put it into the. Why are you sweating? Oh, I just sweat at random times. Um, but the. You think about kicking the cat again? <laughs> <laughs> this happened at the last boss game, um, and I should have put it into the rules on this boss game. Is that you can't buy and sell. 
stock on the same turn of the same country. Hey? Same turn of the same country. What's that mean? Yep. So you can't sell one hundred uh, ninety-nine units of Kazaria. Yes. And buy a hundred units of Kazaria. That's stupid. Not the people doing that last time round. Yes, someone did it last time round. Well, just send and an email. Someone out. separate's done it this time round, oh. right? Um, so I'm just going to have to make it as a rule: you can't buy and sell stock on the same turn. So, so the reason that is is that um, they sell ninety nine, they buy a hundred. They've effectively um, earned one unit and raised the cost of that stock by one cent. You see, and it works the same if you were to sell four hundred ninety nine of the of a stock, but buy five hundred of the same stock. Yep. You effectively raise that uh, that the value of the stock. Whilst not spending any, not spending much currency at all. It's really marginal, though, isn't it's it? It's so marginal, but yep. Again, I mean, someone separate has done it. So, well, I reckon I reckon it's fair that you get in there and just start, you know, banging some heads together and saying, "No, guys, slight tweak. Sorry, but resubmit orders if you've done this." <laughs> well, that, I mean, I don't mind that. I mean, I don't mind that. But it, it, it's... or maybe you can just say. If you've done something stupid like this, like, you know, sell 999, buy 1,000, I'm just going to go, meh, nothing. Well, you can't, you can only sell 500 up to 500. So. Oh, sorry, 499, yeah, 500, yeah, you are, yeah, correct, yeah. But it's, um, it's, a, it's just a shifty little play that popped up in the last game and it's popped up in this game, so it's, yeah, no, I need to make sure that's a rule that people know you can't buy and sell the same stock. Having said that, are you getting some interesting communication? Yeah, it's been good so far. Um, Unlucky you, you ended up with the same country. <laughs> yes! So, I mean, one of my first conversations with the doctor recommended, who I, I had a falling out with in the last boss game, over my, air quotes, bathtub. <laughs> which may or may not have been a direct quote that I made to him about the Mediterranean and how I viewed the Mediterranean and how he should get the fuck out of it and he didn't. <laughs> Which then resulted in me getting totally fucked over. But hey, I still managed oh. to get to the end. You did, yes. And, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. so, you know, winners are grinners. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, it was interesting to draw the same country and for some of my neighbours to be very, very similar as well. So, um, it's kind of not too different to that um, Austrian succession game I'm playing in the Diplo lab, yep. so the Russian lab, yep. where I've drawn the same country again. Yes. Doesn't mean it's a fait accompli, same strategy will happen. So different. I've, I've put out some wonderful feelers to Doc Director Mended saying, hey, let's let bygones be gone, gone bygones. Bygones <laughs> there. <laughs> you know, for a long time we've talked about kind of actually not stabbing each other. How about we give that a go? Well, you're making the assumption there that well, you've quite literally got four players in between you and him. Yeah, yeah, no, but you know how you it know, works. <laughs> He's a determined player. Once he goes, I'm going to fucking stab Ab- Ambi. That's the only thing on his brain. It doesn't matter about the rest of the game. It's just like, oh, time to fuck him over again. Sorry, Doc. <laughs> 
someone's just dubbed my voiceover onto this and randomly spliced it up. It really wasn't me <laughs> saying that at all. Um, so the boss, anything else we want to talk about there? Well, there's not a lot we can really sort of... Um, no, it hasn't started yet. ...say at this point in time, um, only that it has started. Yep. And um, the next, what, in under 48 hours, we'll be uh, moving on to the next season. And if ready your retreats and builds. It's, um, can I ask one quick yep. question? We talked about the, um, the herding cats analogy, and you talked a little bit about the kitten. But were, what, has there been any real comparison between the two like actually life with the little kitten how is it compared to life with boss diplomacy players any oh nothing yet it's too early to say <laughs> I mean... no one scratched you yet <laughs> what are you going to say um... no bad kitten you can't <laughs> sell 499 and buy 500 um no no no, no nothing yet nothing yet no no sort of meltdowns as in um there was one that happened last game where a player thought he had sent me his orders and I didn't. He didn't actually send me his orders, and he had a, a, a bit of a, a meltdown in private messaging with me, um, saying that why haven't you? Received I think I can orders? guess who that is, but I'm not going to say um, it on tape, and I'm not going to, you know, say who or what or anything like this. But, it was um, me, wasn't it? No. It wasn't me. <laughs> But we'll wait and see. I mean, I mean these these games they're, they're pretty intense, and we'll, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing updates from all the players, actually. You know, because I really value. You know, I'm doing this for this particular reason. I think this is what's happening on the board. It really opens up um, the role of the, the game master. Yeah, it makes it more fun. Yep, yep. Very cool. Uh, actually, talking about cool, I'm really digging the reggae music in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? Um, okay, so a um, few other things. I'm going to hold over this discussion about Dutch Revolt. I think we've fucking For talked about yep. talked about variants enough. Um, mm. Long story short, I played a recent game of Dutch Revolt. One, woohoo! But congratulations, pat like, yourself on the back. Yay, bad fucking Yay. time. Um, unfortunately, it was against a whole heap of players who were probably like you know a little bit below my ranking, so oh, it didn't make any much difference to my score. <laughs> Anyway, I'll talk about that another time. We've, we've, we've been crapping on about too much shit. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, though, when, when we're talking about variants and, and crap, oh, around um, yes. a couple of recent ideas I've had. Yeah, yeah, because we're turning episode... This is episode 29. Yeah. Yep, so we're turning 30. Yeah, did we talk about episode. the start? Yeah, yeah, but we said we are going to talk about this. Oh, later were we? on, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so we were thinking. Well, you were thinking. I was going to get to that later. But you're bringing it up now. <sighs> okay, you go. No, you've had to bring it. No, you said. I'm not going to say because I'm going to talk about it later. I'm going to talk about the first thing first. Set the scene, then close oh, it out. There okay. We go. Professional outfit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professional drunk outfit of buddy. <laughs> drunk Aussies. Um, Okay, so, I've been kind of listening to a few different podcasts and things and getting different ideas as time... Uh, uh, you want to crap on just for a moment? Mrs. Ambie is sending me texts. Oh, so now I'm allowed to talk. Okay. <laughs> Alright, um, so, what Ambie was trying to say is 
that, we've pretty much been focusing on variants. Why did you put it down like that for? Well, because it was falling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we've been focusing on variants pretty much. Um, no, 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 no. Okay, we're going to edit all that shit out. No? Go on. No. Okay, so, anyway. Um, just, just go with it, okay? Okay, I'm going with it, alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I want to talk a little bit about variants. And... That's <laughs> upset. Oh, shut the fuck up! So, you want to talk about variants, go. Oh, Mrs. Ambie's sending me texts again. Um, <laughs> oh, that's nice beer. <laughs> go back How about to we one. pause it? You go get another beer. I'll finish talking to Mrs. Ambie. Okay, alright. And then we'll, we'll work out we'll what the fuck we're actually doing with this segment. Because at the moment, this segment is just like, <laughs> going round and round and round and round. But I still think it'd be pretty amusing. <laughs> alright, there you go. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we're back after the couple. Hey, that's a good little one. That yeah, was, sort of, yeah. Uh, it wasn't as good. Anyway, so um, I'm glad we sorted that, that issue out. That's been vexing diplomacy players for a long time. What issue? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Variants. Yes. So, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. The first thing is I want to talk about all the great new variant ideas I've thought about since oh, the last time we talked. Is that where you're going? Okay, yes. Yes, that's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, a yeah, yeah. couple of things I want to talk about. Um, and, and, and I know that I've discussed previously a number of different ideas, but I wanted to... There's a few things that popped in my head. One was a bit of a... Um, I suppose it came from... Um, a, well, actually, two things came from podcasts. Because okay. you know, I'm a proli- prolific podcast um, listener. And the first one was from... Um, there's a, a podcast series called Revolutions. And okay. uh, by Mike Duncan, who has previously produced The History of Rome, which I talked a little bit before about the idea of a Roman variant. Yes. And he's currently, he goes through a number of different series detailing different revolutions and yep. you know from the, the English Civil War the American War of Independence yep. uh, you know French Revolution and uh, he's recently been doing and just finished up the 1848 revolutions in Europe Kane is looking vacantly into space going were there any? I don't yeah, know anything I'm, about I'm this trying to, I'm trying to think of which ones yeah no okay there was on. a shitload anyway okay. but what came to me from that was there was a number of episodes dealing about the precursor to Italian unification, right? Which was um, the movement towards what was called, I suppose, an Italian. And our Italian listeners can pick pick up our accents and say, "You've got it wrong, like Dechima." Um, <laughs> and about uh, it's called Risorgimento. Risorgimento, which I think is like that whole idea of unification. And in 1848, there were a number of key players. So you had the. The, uh, the Austrians that had large chunks of northern Italy. Okay. You've got Piedmont, Sardinia, uh, where they were probably the largest, strongest army. Uh, you've still got the Papal States. There were all these revolutions that were going on within the Kingdom of Naples. There was also revolutions going on, well not revolutions, but like a real strong pro-Republican push 
coming from Venice. So what I was thinking about was listening to it, it sounded like there was, and you could theoretically also throw in the, the Bourbons if you wanted to from the, the Spaniards with their involvement yeah, and even yeah, theoretically yeah. the French. Um, but there seemed to be a really good, in my mind, potential balance using, say, the Renishmiento board okay. with its existing um, units and territories to yep. be able to actually repurpose that map without too much problems from going to something that's a very unbalanced map to one that's very balanced. Because, um, say for example, some of the, the, the more the rebel units, or rebel, um, well, rebels, yeah, rebels, uh, who were kind of pushing for independence from like an independent point of view rather than being part of a, uh, a Piedmont type of Rowan, sorry, Piedmont focused and run show. Yeah. Uh, you could run them as little uh, rebel units, as like little enclaves that are going all around the place. So that's something that came to mind. I thought, that's a good one. That's a, that could be a, both a balanced use of the Renishimiento map and still be historically accurate. Tick. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but you'd have to be quite delicate as to where you put... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, to make sure that it's, if you're after balance, you'd have to... Still a nice one. So, yeah, no, no, I, I see where you're going with that. that, that that'd be cool. I like, I love that map. As it is, it's unbalanced. Yeah. You know, if you could balance it somehow, that'd be really cool. And the next one actually is using the divided states map. Okay. And I know we had previous conversations around that after interviewing Technostar around about what you do with like a red blue theme. Yes. Um, but this one came from another podcast called yeah. This, called Inward Empire, which okay. is another great history podcast, but it's all based around American history. And <clears throat> this was um, a two-part episode around the, which I've never, ever heard of, the 1877 uh, Great... What was it called? 1877 Great... Uh, Fuck, didn't write it down. Um, great Strike. Okay. So... There was a strike in 1877. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it was like this was um, during a period of time where um, you had really had big capital. So, yeah. you know, the major industrialists. Industrial kind of. Yeah, the yeah, barons, yeah. You know, fat like, cats. Yeah, fat cats with the big top the, hats yep, and, yep. you know, rubbing their bellies. Going, oh, 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 oh. Yes. Also, kind of, you know, light cigars with $100 bills. Yeah, that's okay. a good deal. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, this was a podcast based around the um, the labour strikes of around the railways, which was the lifeblood of commerce at the time in America. And I kind of imagine this one would run really, really well as a 1v1 game on the uh-huh. Divider States map. It may require a little bit of, um, I'll call it rebalancing, but only in a historical sense, where... Uh, the current divided states map, as you know, yeah. is deliberately designed to allow for 50 independent countries to be relatively uh, autonomous, have a good fair chance, but still be considerate of um, um, regional factors, i.e. Texas and California are big, New York's uh, yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I think is like playing to that, but looking back to 1877 where you had very strong representation east coast 
and then when you get to the Midwest and going out to the West Coast, it kind of diminishes. So you probably reduce the number of supply centers out that way. And the idea being behind this one is you can have railways. You're looking like you're falling asleep there, Kane. No, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning your okay. vision. So you can have yeah. railways around yeah. going around, which yeah. the industrialists or the capitalists can kind of use yes. to transport um, the establishment, which it happens to be US Army, to go in and go fighting against um, labour unions and people on strike which literally there were riots that were going on where people would go in, they'd break in, they'd steal all the guns from the local militia and they'd be ready there to fight when the US Army turned up. So this would be like a real, like a, a labour war type of thing potentially between um, you know, left and right. That one I think needs a little bit more thought through but I think there's a lot of potential in using that map for a very interesting 1v1. Just out of left ball, what would it look like if you were to drop the rail network of the, of the United States onto that map? It would create... Um, oh, I'm sorry, and when I saw rails, sorry, I haven't finished this. The idea being, like, um, normally you'd move from territory to territory, like normal, okay? Yeah, yeah. But this would allow you to maybe, if you happen to be on the rail line, you could go two spaces or maybe three spaces. Two, three, the entire length, Whatever, within whatever. a turn, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought maybe only the... I've got to work out the right way of doing this. The industrialists can use that, but the uh, Labor can't. But Labor can kind of do something where they can kind of blow up, which is what happened. They blow up the line to prevent the US Army going in to kind of create issues. Kind of like the um, Siberian Railway, if there's a unit of an Blocking it. Yes. in between, you can't go past that. Like that, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be pretty cool. This is like a period of time that then became after the eighteen seventies and the eighteen nineties. You actually started getting, you know, a quasi-socialist movement. Throw throw it up in the air and say, you know, it's open to everyone. Yeah. You know, industrialists and labour unions because they could they could could drive it be on the trains or they could be hitching a ride. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, they could be undercover, but the other ones are in first class. You know, so I mean, it's open to all. That way, you don't have to worry about that. You know, that whole um, giving one side advantage over the other. Well, yeah, or that that whole um, you know, if there's a unit in between, blocks it because that would be a a nightmare of COVID. Yeah, yeah. It's hard enough doing the Siberian Railway. Yep. Yep. But I love it. I think that's really cool. I'm just trying to figure. You know, I'm just trying to envision. You know, like you take that map and then you drop. Railway, the railway, you drop the railways onto it and see where that sort of what well, that looks like, and yeah. then then you can muck around with it from there. So you'd find there'd be lots of those railways that'd be running from say like you in New York through to Pennsylvania, <laughs> through to Ohio, all the way to Chicago, and then. That would be like a, a large amount of railways within that, that type of corridor. A little bit going south and a little bit going west from there. But that's your main... Um, you know, but that's where a lot of the states highway. are happening anyway, you know. I mean, yeah. the way it's been... Actually, I shouldn't have yeah. just used all those state names because you'd be very confused by those. I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one I had an idea around... And this came back to... This just popped into my head. Um, 
and it came from a book that I bought probably about five years ago off Amazon, called, um, which was a self-published book called Operation... Oh, what's it called? No, it's called... Um, oh, God. Fuck. Let me check it now. Um, but the English translation would be Sea Lion North. Sea Lion North. Okay. Yep. So Operation Sea Lion was the Nazi Germany planned to invade England during yes, World War II. Yep, 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 yep. And um, this particular book is set on the base, and, and the, the, the planning, the war planning was both from the, the Germans and also the English at the time was on the assumption, of course, that you, you know, you'd take your, your channel ports of Dunkirk and Calais and you kind of land in southern England. There's an opening in the classic called the Sea Lion. There is. Yeah. That's the, the German attack on, on England, England yeah. correct. Very good, Kane. Ah, Very good. I'm putting pieces together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you almost kind of got your fingers working together there in one. <laughs> so um, the particular book is based on, in fact, instead of this, this um, it's an alternate history that this happened, but it actually has an alternate history where it occurred in the north, into Yorkshire and things like that. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. So the idea would be maybe a variant, which is how can you get a, a good balanced variant that was like the the the, the, um, so the precipice, you know, or the, um, the 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 fulcrum between just before if Germany did make the attack in 1942 or 1941 or whatever it was, or 1940. I can't remember because I'm too drunk. Um, but into you know England, how yeah, could okay. you yeah, maybe? Yeah. Create that type of map. Again, so I thought start, that would be a one v one. Start with Germany in England. No. no, 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 no. So Germany would be like Norway, Denmark, yeah. the the very small amount of German coastline, Netherlands, you know, low countries, yeah. France, yeah, yeah, and UK would be UK. So it's all very much based. And the only thing that would work, I would really love to do this, where you could include. This is one of those those maps where ideally you'd love the code to be able to support three different types of units, not just yeah, so you've got not just armies and fleets, but you've got yep, 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 air, airplanes yeah. as well. Now that's something we could ask our mysterious interview. Oh, the mysterious interview E. Yeah. For the next episode, next cross episode. fingers. Yes. He's already agreed, but we will keep his identity secret. Identity secret. Yes. Um, needless to say, it's someone that is. Um, uh, how would you say? Integral. Legendary. Legendary. I would say legendary Lodge amongst Lodge. The, the diplomacy community yes. online. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, we, we could we could probably ask him then. That yeah, would yeah, be yeah. a question to ask. That's a great yeah. question to ask. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll, yes. we'll hold that one on. So anyway, I've got these three different ideas. But then, you know, I've also got these other, you know, crazy ideas backing up too. You know, I've already talked about the idea of like a, um, a, a crisis of the third century in Rome. Yeah. Which previous, you can go back and listen to episodes about that. I've talked before about, and I've actually got it at the moment, set up within the lab. And I kind of fucked around a bit and haven't finished it off. Like the um, Napoleonic 1v1. You know, oh yeah, France yeah, versus yeah, actually yeah, the Sixth yeah, Coalition, yeah. and then of course my ninjas versus samurai. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of was thinking, what happened to your Ice Age variant? And then the Ice Age, and there's the Ice Age, and then there's the um, 
What's the other one? Global warming. Global warming. Very yeah. <laughs> and this is what I realised, Kana. Okay, so if you went back five years ago, I probably had the time and the bandwidth to not just be the creative element, but then to actually use my really crap tech skills to make things happen. Okay, yes. Kind of like you. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Because yeah. you've done shit for I've the last four or five years. I've done very little in the last, yeah. Okay. My last major there. project I was working on was a combination of Earth, Venus, Luna, and Mars. Yeah. Each as a self-contained unit, so Mars was the first step on it, but in a solar system conflict. So I love I love the I've got to get a photo of Kana doing his little di- his visual di- his solar don't tell me about so, solar so, so, so the solar system variant of so you got the Earth, Luna, Mars, and Venus, and they're fighting it out over this, the, these these worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got that photo. No, no, but seriously, like the Mars variant was the first step along the way, right? So, so Mars. Oh, like, this was the idea of actually having separate yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, okay. yeah. So Mars is, you know, you got five player game, five player map. Yep, yep. But then, so okay, here's Luna. There's five players. Here's um, Venus. There's five players. And here's um, Pluto. Here's five players. You know what this? And rem- then into what? Into this reminds me. I think of the. I can't remember if it was the very first episode or if it was even before we were actually recording. When I was talking about my idea for a Cold War variant, <laughs> and you had the idea of little like lens bubbles for oh, different yeah, theaters, yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah, you could, we could pull it, into. Yeah. So it's not too similar. That's another one. Fucking, you know, uh, Cold <laughs> War one v one. So <laughs> what I'm getting at here is, I'm happy to provide the creative. I'm, I'm prepared to be the script writer. Okay. To come up with the I'm, I'm, be an ideas man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else runs with it. And then look, yeah. you know, we've got people like, you know, and Redditor and Technostar and um, uh, Safari and plenty of other guys at the oh, moment. Yeah, guys that are just smashing it oh, out. Oh, just smashing it out. Like, yeah. hey, look, I want to, I want to kind of say, okay, I'm going to come up with ideas. <laughs> if you and want, I'm happy to, to be, I'm happy to be like a creative director. You know, provide <laughs> my thoughts and insights on it, and let others kind of just run with it. Yes, yes, yes. Happy for a little credit, you know, idea, you know, conceived by Ambi. But I'm happy for others to take these things forward. So I don't want people to think, oh, when's Ambi ever going to get around to fucking putting out a variant? Yeah, when's Ice Age coming out? Oh my god. It's, just, it's coming at a glacial pace at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> so that's my plan. Okay, so guys, like out there, honestly, if you're interested in developing a variant um, and you want to, you know, I mean, you don't really have any ideas, but you, you know, or you do have ideas and you, or you love the idea that Andy's spoken about, or, you know, multiple worlds, you love my idea, um, contact us, you know, give us a yell because we're more than happy to give advice, you know, we've we can been be the there, brain's we've trust. That. We've been the brain's trust. We've yeah, been, you know, yeah. Sick. Hold that one up. Good. Okay, so. Now, we've spent a whole heap of time talking about variants, haven't we, Kona? We have, yes. Yes. And we've spent a whole heap of time drinking. Thank God for that. So, um, 
This comes down to the point that we were kind of getting at before that you were trying to introduce, I trying and I kept saying, shut the fuck up, Kana. We're not going to get to that. Let me set the scene first. Okay. And we've spent a lot of this episode talking about variants. We have, yes. But the other day, I hopped onto V Diplomacy, which is the variant website online where we spend Most way too much time. time. Yes. Yep. And I had a look at the current games that are going on, you know, because yes. there's that, that, you click on the variants tab or link. Mm-hmm. And it brings up all the game, all the variants, and what's currently hot, and what games are hot are the games that are currently in play. Yep. And I was surprised to find on V Diplomacy, the online site for variants for Diplomacy, the most popular games are Classic, Fog of War, Classic, <laughs> and I think the third was like World War Two, and then it just went repeated off to a number of different other variant games. So, it got me thinking, do we on this podcast focus too much on variants? And should we get back to basics a little bit around classic? Which got me thinking, when Andy spoke to me about this earlier, that maybe we could... Off-tape. Off-tape, yeah. When we're a little bit less drunk and we're actually actually lucid in our conversation, that maybe we ought to um, have a focus country on like a mini series you know over the next seven 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 episodes yeah um of what country you like to play what country you don't like and strategies of those countries um that you're you're interested in playing um and then ambi came up with i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) what was it do you remember Putting it out to the... To oh, yeah, put it out to community. Yes. Okay, so what we'd like... <laughs> so what we'd like to know from your perspective is, look, think about... What, what's what's going to be the first one we're going to do? Oh, I don't know. What country, should we go, like, should we go like, alphabetically? Austria? Austria. Let's start with Austria. Yeah. So let's put it out there. When it comes to Austria, what have our listeners found works well for openings, mid-game, end-game? Yes. What what works for you? What works what, for you? What sort of diplomatic strategy do you put out there? And how about this? We allow people to kind of get credit when credit's due and say, yes. hey, blah, blah, blah. Says they love doing the Tyrolean chicken. Although, isn't that an Italian opening? <laughs> the Tyrolean chicken? Yeah. <laughs> yes. no, there's like the hedgehog. There's the... There's the, the, there's the a Tyrolean chicken. It's not a... Oh, my there. God. Surely it's not. Surely it's not a Tyrolean chicken. I'm sure there's a... Ty- I can't remember if it's an Italian <laughs> opening or if it's an Austrian it's, it's opening. It's got to be the Tyrolean gambit or something like that. It can't no, be the Tyrolean no, chicken. No, 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 no. Anyway, so what, what we're saying is that, you know, hey, I love... I, I always, always, always open with the, uh, the the hedgehog opening and then I um, always, always, always give shit talk to Russia because I find that um, that engages Turkey against him. And, That's know, pretty blah, cool. Blah, blah, blah. When, you, when you actually Google Tyrolean chicken, you get this fucking weird-looking chicken. It looks like a bantam. It does look like a bantam. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, fuck. I hit the wrong button. Ambie's uh, running around on Google trying to figure out... Who, a Tyrolean chicken? Tyrolean chicken. <laughs> I am sure it's a diplomacy opening move. It's not. I'll tell you, I'll tell you now it's not. Okay, Tyrolean chicken diplomacy opening. Oh, alpine chicken. There's an alpine chicken. Close enough. Sure, really? There's an alpine chicken? Yeah. 
This is an article on diplomacyarchive.com with a hyphen between diplomacy and archive by Stephen Agar, probably looking at the web design here in about 1987, called Is the Alpine Chicken a Tasty Bird? So this is around a... So this is this is the one where Venice opens up to um, Tyrol. I don't it's know. There's too much text. Army Venice and Army no, Venice. No, it's talking about an Italian opening. Oh, Chris and the Italian opening. Okay, so Army Venice to Piedmont, Army Rome to Venice, Fleet Naples to Ionian. So it's, this is from originally christened by Richard Sharp. It's called the Alpine Chicken because it shows the desire to attack Austria unsupported by the courage to go through with it. <laughs> so it's like, why would you do that? Why would you open up to Piedmont? Surely you're just pissing off France and Austria at the same time. It's like pissing everybody off all at once. What a brilliant Italian opening. But it's if you open with the, Ita- the Alpine Chicken, let us know because we'd like to know... Shouldn't it be um, called like the Italian shot in the foot? Yeah, the Italian, you know, shoot. Or poke in the eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so this so is what we're I going think, to do. Yeah, so, so what so, we need to do yeah. is, 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 look, folks, give us your thoughts on what works for uh, openings, uh, mid-game, end-game. Let us know. Specifically if you want... for Austria. Austria is our Austria, next Austria. Episode. And, you know, give, if you want to be credited, we'll definitely credit you. But if you want to be anonymous, because, you yeah, know, yeah. hey, you don't want people to know that, hey, this is your special move this when you're is, playing uh, yeah, Austria. Yeah, yeah. Um, let us know. We'll just call you Mr. X or something. Oh, we could take, we could do random... Um, random random No, 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 random Marvel superheroes. Couldn't we? Why does it have to be random? Why does it have to be Marvel? I know DC Why better than know? Marvel. Oh, <laughs> is there a difference? <laughs> Actually, no, it's not. Usually, they're exactly the same character, but they've got two different names. <laughs> One's copied off the other. Happens all the time, pointing the sun. I went to the movies recently um, and watched Ready Player One. Oh, how was it? Uh, I'm torn between really loving it and really hating it, but I think uh, I'm more on the Spielberg? last side of... Yeah, Spielberg. Um, I'm more on the side of having enjoyed the movie, despite myself. Um, I, I did kind of enjoy it. Good. So it's got that fellow from um, Shaun of the Dead in it, and oh, there's a few it. others that you think, oh, that's the guy of Silicon Valley, and. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I, I did enjoy it. Um, it's very much a millennial movie. But when millennial? You, oh, for like young kids. For, for millennials. Um, oh, but at the same time, not for enough, old like us. But there was enough retro slash. Um, Tron references. Yeah, there was Tron ref. There was um, Iron Giants. You know, who's Iron Giants? Uh, the Iron Giant. You know, it's big. No, oh, it's big anime. Jeez. Um, okay, um, but there's some old school gaming references oh, in okay. there as well. Some very old, invaders. very old school gaming bit references in there. Bit of pong happening. Um, well, Atari Pac-Man. action. There was Atari action. Um, but having said that, but what the? Oh, I was playing so with my dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, where was I? Where was I? Yeah, yeah, but there's a new thing, new Marvel movie where it's just like throwing in Doctor Strange and Spider Man and here's Thor and let's throw in Iron Man and let's put in Aquaman. You know, Aquaman while he's there and you know, the, 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 the Punisher comes in and just shoots the galaxy and put them all together into a movie. And it's like, 
I am never going to see that in my life. <laughs> I That's avoid those shit. movies like a million, like a plague. Like um, my son kind of made me watch, not made me watch. Yeah, maybe watch. Um, I think it was like, was it Civil War? Captain America Civil War? I hadn't even seen any of the previous Captain America movies. See, I haven't even gotten that far in it, you know. I, it's just like, it's just like random story just throwing as many characters. I think it's like the same thing DC did with, um, oh, something Legends. Justice, no, Justice League. So the closest I get to those superhero movies is Honest Trailers. Honest on, what? Honest Trailer. Oh, okay. On YouTube. It's, um, it's basically a, a voiceover artist who, yeah. um, in combination with Screen Junkies, they give a, an honest trailer of what a movie looks like. Look like. It's quite funny. Um, one of takes on the Marvels and DCs. And that's okay. Yeah, so it's a good channel to watch. Hey, yeah. talking about good channels to watch, Diplo Strap. Oh, yes. Now Which I think is Captain Mean's channel. Diplo Strap. Diplo uh, He put out, a few days ago now, a really intriguing um, YouTube video okay. around the longest game of diplomacy ever. Yes. Now, I thought we covered this already. Didn't we interview? Yeah, he, he starts talking about the 2012 Web Dip Championship yes. diplomacy thing. But then he goes on to talk around a number of those players who've subsequently gone on and they're playing a game of pacifist diplomacy. Oh, God. Yeah, I've seen pacifist. Oh, yeah. No, every now and then. Yeah, okay, go on. So, we'll create a link in the... Sh Actually, we'll probably embed it within the show notes. It goes for about nine minutes, just for the very first episode. Um, but it's intriguing. <laughs> You know, so you lose if you attack people, essentially. Or but, you lose but, but, if you move. But he really starts talking about some of the early moves and how players have um, started learning from those early moves already in year one. And started replicating it. So anyway, I'll create a link to it. So other shit, the other shit we've talked about. We've talked around about, um, we're getting very, very close to the end of this list of things, which is good. Uh, I'm getting a bit too drunk to read. We also need oh. to give a big shout out to, no pun intended. Yes. And Jason4747. Seven. Seven. <laughs> four. Four? Why do you put another four on the end? What, no, it four, says 4747, four, seven, four, seven. it's not 47474. Four, seven, four. No, no, I'm saying 4. Oh, 4, okay, sorry, four. yeah. So, both No Pun Intended and, and Jason4747 have become our very first generous Patreon supporters. Yes. And yes. very generous, too. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Like, all these drinks theoretically could have almost been bought by them tonight. But Ambi is saving that money for... Rainy day? No. Audio. Oh, yeah, when we go to Tahiti. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> audio. Proper audio. Yes. Um, what are you buying with it? Proper audio. Proper audio. <laughs> so, at the moment, I think everyone assumes that we must use some like little piece of shit iPhone stuff. We do have like a little handheld Roland audio device thing. And um, it kind of does the job. It's got two um, audio inputs. Yeah, there's left and right. 
So we need to make sure it focuses left and right. And we but, usually try to aim that direction. Sometimes it... Yeah, but we, we tend forget. to put it on the on the table. And as a result, we're a little bit further from the mic. So I'll be interested later on when I do the editing to find out what the audio is like for this bit compared to when we're at the uh, APO. Uh, because this is further away from our mouths. Anyway, so the idea being that we'll actually get proper mics that either we can hold or put headsets on. But headsets might be a little bit of... Does this thing take a like an input? Like, a, can you do that? A jack thing. There is there is a there is a line in. Oh, so you can. But is there like one a, line like in a, or two lines in? Uh, there's a line in and mic. Yeah, I don't think that works. So we could put like a, a split line in and have two things. Like we could be talking into. Yeah, look, I've already got some shit that I might be able to, at home that I might be able to reuse, but I think we just need to be able to get another mic. It might do the trick. But would you be comfortable with like holding a mic? Like you like you're calling a, a, a big footy game or something? The trouble would be it would come in between my drinks. Drinks and my mouth. We pretend we're like Australian we're talking about this the Australian cricketing team. Talking about the getting out the, get out the sandpaper. <laughs> American audiences are going, I don't know, no fucking idea what you're talking about. I don't know cricket, I don't know sandpaper. <laughs> So anyway, I, I mean this very, uh, very, very much a heartfelt thank to no pun intended and Jason forty seven forty seven for being lot, our very first Patreon supporters. Uh, by doing so, um, they're both very, very wonderful diplomacy people, and um, getting us closer to actually having some proper audio that might be a little bit more, a bit more professional, not professional. Um, there's always actually, if you go to the Patreon account, you've got two options. You can donate towards better audio or donate towards more drunk Australians. Oh, and which way did no pun intended Jason? Um, I think they both actually both said, I think they both said, look, probably prefer the better audio, okay. but still quite happy with the <laughs> with more the drunk, drunk Australians. <laughs> um, so that's the end of our podcast. That's, um, we've been going for quite a while. Um, yeah, because we've got about three bits and pieces I need to kind of edit together. Pretty pissed. Yeah, yeah. I think it's getting a bit messy. Yeah, <laughs> we're losing our train of thought. Okay, um, so oh, 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 what else? One more thing. Oh yes, the last thing. It's something very last. This is this is awesome. I, I just think this is this is. I didn't really even, where, cool. Where'd so, you get this from? Why do you read this? I, look, I I've been reading this for a few years now. Okay. Each um, episode, it's a um, it's a bi-monthly magazine. Which bi-monthly? Is, does that mean it comes out every two months or it comes out every two weeks? No, no, two months. Bi monthly, hence. I'm just, I'm just clarifying once because I think a month. we, once, we, we in the English speaking world, i.e., England, Canada, Australia, not America, not America once every two we, we kind of call about two weeks a fortnight, but Americans don't call it a fortnight, they call it two weeks. I would so call it five trying. weekly. <laughs> Sorry, you know. No, no, anyway, it comes out every two weeks. Uh, every two weeks. Every two months. Um, two months. And it is, um, it's Foreign Affairs, which is um, it, it's Foreign a magazine, Affairs magazine yeah. which is a magazine which has been published in North America since uh, early 1900s. Take a part of it. Okay. There you go. Um, anyway, it's uh, it, it deals specifically with uh, international affairs from an American perspective. And so it's a really interesting, there's, there's some really interesting thinkers in there like Samuel Huntington and blah blah blah. Um, 
However, in this particular release, March, April, uh, Volume 97, Number 2 of Foreign Affairs, uh, in the in the editorial, the game Diplomacy is specifically referenced um, as uh, something to do with um, how the editor views the current foreign policy of the United States of America. Wow. Um, there's a link, I'll put that in there, it's, it, it's online. Um, I just thought it'd be a really cool uh, thing just to sort of say, you know, I mean, diplomacy was played in the White House under, with um, JFK. JFK and RFK and yeah. all of them um, would hang out and play. You know, and so, you know, I mean, we think of it as just a game, but it obviously has ramifications. You know, this, this is the editor who, who runs this prestigious magazine um, has obviously played diplomacy at some stage. And has used uh, the idea of uh, civil disorder in, in of a player as a way to reference um, international Trumpian affairs, Trumpian diplomacy. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll leave it at that, and um, you guys can catch up the um, on the link and have a read of the article yourself. Um, but I thought that was just really cool. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was a little surprised that oh my god, you know. Uh, this is the this last place. What I, was, I do? <laughs> yeah, this is the last place I'd be expecting awesome. to um, see a reference of the game of diplomacy. One thing I was mentioning very quickly, and um, you remember how you kind of gave me at the Christmas edition the uh, a couple of books. I finished my oh, quarters yes, book. Quarters, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was that was a good read. And I mentioned books I want to read this year, yes. and I'm kind of getting a little bit ahead of myself. Okay. But Mrs. Amby bought me, i.e., for Christmas, okay. i.e. Yeah. I bought it off Amazon and she said, Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Merry Christmas. I got a book called Metternich, the First European, by Desmond Seward. Now, um, Clemens von Metternich, as those of you would know, was the Austrian foreign minister, briefly prime minister, for like about 30, 40 years. During the period of like from the French Revolution through to the fall of Napoleon and then after that with the Congress of Vienna and everything. Okay. And I've been reading this and there is a chapter in here which is chapter... No, that's the wrong one. Um, Maybe it's chapter 7. Yeah, chapter 7. Statesman Against Soldier, 1812 to 1813. Yeah. And this is like a whole chapter written by a diplomacy player. A really good diplomacy player. Yeah. Talking about how you try to keep one side warm whilst you're working on the other side. You, you do it in such a way that both sides think that you're on your you're on their <laughs> team, but you never actually really technically commit to them. And you're waiting to kind of see which way the wind's going before you go. Oh, the wind's going that way. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay yeah. Uh, sorry, Napoleon. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, it's um. That particular chapter, which I just read, I thought that is just gold for a diplomacy player. So, so what, what's the name of the fellow again? Is oh, who? No, what? Oh, the, the actual um, the, 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 the Metternich. Metternich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's M E T M E T E R N I C H. Metternich. 
the final Europe, the, no, first, the first European, the first European final. European. So he was very much around the whole idea of a balance of power between yeah, all yeah, the yeah, main players, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and making yeah. sure that you find, if you get a good balance happening with no one really too much in control, that it actually that would allow him as the um, uh, representative of Austria Hungary to better position their offering to the Europeans and the world as a whole. Oh, I've never heard of the guy, um, but he's definitely someone who's, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase He up. had a major, major role, which I haven't got to yet, with the Congress of Vienna oh, after of the fall of Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fascinating. What's the, who's, the, who's the author there? Desmond Seward. Desmond Seward, S-E-W-A-R-D. Well, I'll chase that up. I might, that sounds like an interesting read. It's good. It's good. With that... He has a lot of extramarital sex, though. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a bit of a and it's playboy like, of it's his It's with era. fucking Napoleon's yeah. sister and things like that, who was like the... Um, uh, he, he just recently appointed the Queen of Naples or Sicily or something like that. Jeez. And then he's banging some other woman in France and then banging some other woman in Poland and... So good for a diplo- diplomatic advice, not so much for marital advice. No, but, you know, if you're playing the game... If you're playing the game... Oh, the game. <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. Oh, well, he the I'm Andy. I'm Tater. You'd be listening to Diplomacy Games and um, Five Stars on all those other things. If you love the show, you want us to be even more drunk than we are now. <laughs> Drop us Or at least more easy to understand on audio equipment, Patreon, we'll create links... Actually, it's patreon.com slash diplomacy games. Is that, is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can kind okay. of chip in a couple of bucks. You can be more generous if you wish. All right, guys. But anyway. Well, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Um, we love you. Looking forward to episode 30. Yes. With our special with our guest. special guest. Ooh. And don't forget to let us know about... Oh, yeah. Austria. Austria. How would Metternich do it? How would you do it? How would you do it? <laughs> See ya. Right. Cheers. Bye.